Until the real thing comes along. And ladies and gentlemen, with that tuneful bit of melody, we bring you greetings and salutations from Andy Kirk and his Clouds of Joy, featuring Mary Lou Williams, America's foremost swing pianist. In this program of delightful, popular dance melodies played to you directly from the Trianon Ballroom in Cleveland. Trianon Ballroom at 9802 Euclid Avenue in Cleveland from a live broadcast by Andy Kirk and his Clouds of Joy from 1937. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to At the Jazz Band Ball. It's a show devoted to early jazz, popular, and swing music. I'm your host, Kevin McLaughlin. Well, today we're going to celebrate Cleveland jazz, the musicians and singers who came from Cleveland or spent their early careers here in Cleveland or played at one of the great venues in Cleveland during the 1930s and 40s. Well, the Trianon in the 1930s and 40s had a lot of the big bands uh, on Thursdays and Saturday nights, including Andy Kirk and Mary Lou Williams, but also Duke Ellington, Count Basie, the Dorsey Brothers, and the Woody Herman Band. Here's Woody and his boys lighting the burners under G.I. Jive. <laughs> This is a G.I. Jive, man alive. Starts with the bugler blowing reveille over your bed when you arrive. Jack, that's the G.I. Jive. Rootly toot, jump in your suit, make a salute. Boot. After you wash and dress, more or less, you go get your breakfast in the beautiful little cafe they call the mess. Jack, when you convalesce Out of your seat Into the street Make with the feet If you're a PVP Your duty Is to salute the L-I-E-U-T But if you brush the L-I-E-U-T The M-P makes you K-P on the Q-T This is the G-I-Jive Man alive they give you a private tank that features a little device called fluid drive. Jack, after you revive, chunk all your junk back in the trunk, all on the bunk. Plus.
and alive. They give you a private tank that features a little device called Fluid Drive. Check after you revive. Chunk all your junk back in a trunk. All on your bunk. That was the Woody Herman Band, as they might have sounded, at the Trianon Ballroom in Cleveland during World War II with Johnny Mercer singing vocals and who also composed G.I. Jive. We're listening to jazz from Cleveland today at At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm your host, Kevin McLaughlin. Well, Cleveland was a center for a lot of jazz musicians Later, we'll hear the great pianist Art Tatum during his early days at Val's in the Alley on the north side of Cedar Avenue and East 86th in Cleveland. But first, we're going to hear from a young Bix Beiderbeck in a recording of Tiger Rag from 1924, recorded at Gannett Records just over the state line at White River Gorge on the edge of Richmond, Indiana, just outside of Dayton, Ohio, not too far from Cleveland. Here's Tiger Rag, Bix Beiderbeck cornet and his Wolverines.
Bix Beiderbecke and his Wolverines in a 1924 recording of Tiger Rag. Today on At the Jazz Band Ball, we're listening to jazz in Cleveland in the day, and Bix Beiderbecke certainly had a lot of associations with Cleveland. Well, next we have music by Will Marion Cook. Well, Cook was born soon after the Civil War in 1869 in Washington, D.C., and fairly early on, he moved to Ohio to study violin at the Oberlin Conservatory at age 13. He later studied with Josef Joachim in Germany and Antonin Dvorak at the National Conservatory in New York City and became the first black musician to play with the Boston Symphony. Well, becoming kind of disaffected with classical music and his future in it at the time, Cook focused instead on popular music, and in 1898, he wrote and produced a Broadway musical called Clorindy, or The Origin of the Cakewalk. It was the first example of black performers singing and dancing on a Broadway stage. Here's just a little excerpt from Clorindy by Will Marion Cook. Who dat say chicken in this crowd? Who dat say chicken in a this crowd? Speak the word again and speak it loud. Blame the land that white folks rule it. Eyes are looking for a pullet. Who Say chicken in a discrown. Music of Will Marion Cook and words by the poet Paul Lawrence Dunbar. It's interesting for a show on early Cleveland jazz. First, because Cook studied music near Cleveland at Oberlin College. And because Cook's music is an example of popular music, not exactly proto-jazz, but heading in that direction, composed in a consciously black style, uh, seeming to take Dvorak, with whom uh, Cook had studied, and Leonard Bernstein, for that matter, at their word that, according to Dvorak, the future music of the United States must be founded upon what are called Negro melodies. And then Leonard Bernstein, in his undergraduate thesis at Harvard, he wrote, searching for a national basis for American music, a composer is well advised to find it in Negro music. If an American is a sensitive creator, Bernstein wrote, jazz will have become an integral part of his palette, whether or not he is aware of it. All right, we'll get off the academic wagon. Next, we have music by another Clevelander, Noble Sissel. Sissel attended Cleveland Central High School. It's really remarkable how many nationally or internationally famous musicians attended Cleveland's old Central High School at 2201 Wilson Avenue, now 55th Street, including the trumpeter Freddie Webster, the pianist arranger Tad Dameron, saxophonist Willie Smith, many others. And by the way, John D. Rockefeller dropped out of Central a few weeks before he was going to graduate, and the poet Langston Hughes was also a student. We'll hear two recordings featuring Noble Sissel. The first, I'm Just Wild About Harry, from 1921's Shuffle Along. You'll hear Noble Sissel and Ruth Williams on vocals with the Jimtown Sunflowers. And then after that, Crazy Blues, 1921, 
with Noble Sissel singing and Yubi Blake on piano. Ah, rhythm. There we got it up to the rhythm. And now, Ruth Williams, maybe you might have a little something to say in this rhythm. Is his name? That's what I claim. For every fellow, there must be a girl. I lost all my mate by kindness of fate. Then you're just wild about Harry. And Harry's wild about me. The heavenly blisses of his kisses fill me with ecstasy. Ah, uh, he's sweet just like chocolate candy. And Wild about Harry, and he's just wild about. Can I do without Harry's wild about me? Got no time to lose. 
recordings featuring the singer Noble Sissel. We heard Crazy Blues there from 1921 with Noble Sissel and Yubi Blake on piano. And before that, we heard I'm Just Wild About Harry. It's the big hit from the 1921 musical review Shuffle Along. Noble Sissel and Jesse Ruth Williams with the Jimtown Sunflowers. In 1927, an ambitious 17-year-old Artie Shaw arrived in Cleveland to play in Joe Cantor's band, starting an engagement at the Far East Restaurant on Euclid Avenue. In his autobiography, The Trouble with Cinderella, Artie Shaw recalled, One of the things I learned while I was in Cleveland was how to arrange. Instead of writing all the parts on one score, he said he would get down on his hands and knees and jot down a few notes on individual parts all spread out on the floor. Well, when Joe Cantor's band tried to play the arrangement, it was just a mess until the other musicians sorted everything out. Well, here is Artie Shaw and his band, also in a live broadcast, this time from the Blue Ballroom of the Hotel Lincoln in New York City, You'll hear his theme song, Nightmare, followed by the dance number, Rose Room, from a live NBC broadcast on January 18, 1939.
on the air. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The National Broadcasting Company takes pleasure in presenting the king of the clarinet, Artie Shaw, and his orchestra, making dance history in the Blue Room of the Hotel Lincoln in New York City. And there's the end of the sign-on of syncopation and on into the dance with the Rose Room. Artie Shaw and his band in a live broadcast from New York City. We heard uh, his theme song, Nightmare, and the dance number, Rose Room. Artie Shaw, who began his music career in Cleveland, arriving here as a mere teenager, and who said it was in Cleveland that he first learned to arrange for the big band. 
Well, next we're going to head over to Val's in the Alley in Cleveland and hear some Art Tatum play some piano. Uh, Art Tatum, born in Toledo, Ohio, had developed quite a a reputation uh, as an outstanding pianist, really, when he was still a teenager. At the age of 18, he had a radio program on Toledo's WSPD, and his reputation spread. He came to Cleveland in 1928 at age 19 and soon began playing at Val's near 86th Street and Cedar. Sadly, it's no longer there. Well, there's just story after story of accomplished pianists coming to hear Art Tatum at his early holdup at Val's and being musically annihilated by him. Count Basie tells a story about visiting Val's in the early 1930s. He said, they had a good piano in there, and that's the part I'll never forget because I made the mistake of sitting down at that piano and messing around. That's when I got my personal introduction. Someone had told Tatum that another pianist was intruding on his turf, and Basie said it was like a gladiator entering the arena. Tatum just sat down and proceeded to play Tiger Rag at some unbelievable fast tempo. And Basie said he felt like a rank amateur. I didn't have any idea I was on Tatum's stomping ground. Art Tatum delves into the past momentarily, recalling Chinatown, my Chinatown. Tatum playing Chinatown, my Chinatown, on a live WTAM Cleveland radio broadcast from February 27th, 1934. We're listening to early Cleveland jazz today on At the Jazz Band Ball. Hey, it's great to have you along. According to Joe Mossbrook's excellent book called Cleveland Jazz History, an easily overlooked fact about Cleveland jazz is that several of the most popular singers of the 30s and 40s had sung with jazz bands in Cleveland. 
Well, Perry Como was one. He was born in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, about 20 miles outside of Pittsburgh, and was the seventh of 10 children. While copying the crooner style of Bing Crosby, Perry Como came to Cleveland in 1933 to sing with the Freddie Carlone Orchestra, appearing in various Cleveland hotels and other night spots. And one night in 1936, Como was singing at a gambling spot in Warren, Ohio, when another band leader, Ted Weems, walked in to play roulette. Well, Weems heard Perry Como sing and saw the favorable response he was getting and hired him on the spot. Perry Como's first recording with the Weems Band was a novelty tune called You Can't Pull the Wool Over My Eyes, recorded for the Decca Records label in 1936. And I can't see You've been stepping out on me What a surprise I'm wise You can't tell about Try as you may That look in your eyes Gives you away Oh, you got yourself in a jam You're gonna lose your honey lamb Cause you can't pull the wool Over my eyes Perry Como, as he might have sounded in Cleveland in 1936, with the Ted Weems Band in a tune called You Can't Pull the Wool Over My Eyes. 
Well, we'll finish up with one more graduate of Cleveland Central High School, Tad Dameron, who is a big innovator during the bebop era. Here's a composition that he wrote for Sarah Vaughn. Um, she's most associated with it. It's called If You Could See Me Now. And we'll hear Sarah Vaughn in a live performance in 1981. Uh, listen also for the trumpeter Freddie Webster, who plays a nice solo, also a Clevelander and also a graduate from Cleveland's Central High School. This is a song that um, was written by Tad Dameron a long time ago when I was a girl vocalist, little girl vocalist. Um, uh, He wrote this song on 126th and 8th Avenue, New York City, the Braddock Hotel. Had a little bitty organ. You know, pump organ. Used to get tired of pumping, and so I'd pump while he wrote this this beautiful song. If you could see me now, you know how blue I've been. One look is all you need to see the moon I'm in. Perhaps then you'd realize I'm still in love with you. And trying awfully hard to make my tears behave. But that's quite impossible. I'm still in love with you.
And the month will be made for a while I'll try to smile but can I play the pool without my heart behind the smile the way feel for you I never could disguise The look of love is written plainly in your eyes I think you'd be mine again If you could see me the great Sarah Vaughan singing Tad Dameron's If You Could See Me Now. It was a recording made live in 1981, and it was a piece written for Sarah Vaughan a long time ago, as she says, by Tad Dameron in 1946. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on our podcast. I hope you enjoyed our look at early Cleveland jazz, some of the musicians who either came from Cleveland, went to school in Cleveland, or close by at Oberlin Conservatory, uh, or were just plain active here for a time. Cleveland is where I live and produce the show, so this one was especially fun to put together. By the way, if you're interested in where I got a lot of the information for today's show, I have a book recommendation for you. It's Joe Mossbrook's Cleveland Jazz History, originally published by Northeast Ohio Jazz Society. Uh, The book may be out of print, but you can still find Northeast Ohio Jazz Society on the internet or on Facebook. Just write them and I'm sure they can direct you to a copy. This is At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, I always love hearing from you. So the email for the show is kevin at at thejazzbandball.com. To subscribe to my Substack and get notified whenever there's a new episode, which is about every two weeks or so, check out kevinmclaughlin.substack.com. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you like to hear podcasts. And also, please rate the show in stars or with words. That's the best. It's how we uh, come to people's attention. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time on At the Jazz Band Ball.